both niggas and you thought i wasn't gonna be here hey so um i'm gonna pop right back out but uh <laughs> i'm gonna be gone to about january 5th but consider yourself blessed um <laughs> um so here is a bonus episode of the carolina kid podcast all that i ask is that you subscribe and spread the word that's all i gotta talk about two people and i gotta talk about two different subjects technically on the same spectrum right so one's good one's bad there might even be a third you know i don't know but we're gonna talk about head coaches today and what good head coaching looks like and what bad head coaching looks like and Possibly there's some racial things in here. I'm 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 not going to be too heavy-handed with that, but I'm just gonna be real with y'all. Um let's talk about Urban Meyer. So Urban Meyer, the Urban Decay, the Urban Nightmare himself, um is pretty much done when it comes to probably coaching or the NFL. You know, the NFL is a hell no, right? NFL is a hell no. Co- college is like a no. It's, it's no. But NFL is a hell no. Like, hell no. Like, he literally, I, I really thought that he was just like, hey, I'm going to get this money real quick, and I'm going to try to get the fuck out of this. So, like, it just seemed like he was finding new ways to, like, just be terrible. Like, be awful. Be unprecedentedly just the worst guy of all time. But for some reason, he stayed an extra three months. <laughs> like I was expecting this motherfucker to be gone in October. I was like, "Oh, this is historic. It's still historic." How many head coaches do you know in the NFL that actually got fired in their first season? Not not left, fired in their first season. Didn't he make it through the first season? Only made it 13 games in the middle of the season or kind of at the last third of the season, right? How many? One. Who who is that, you may ask? Urban Meyer. <laughs> hey man, y'all be like, don't kick this man while he's down. Fuck him. <laughs> I'm just I'm just playing. I'm just playing, y'all. Um, but yeah, it's like, hey, you fucking up. Like you fucking up. You you fucking up. You shouldn't have been talking shit. Um, it's so many things I, I can just throw like at, at, at you and be like, this is why you shouldn't be here. Um, but hey, he's a, he's a human. He has a family, whatever that, that, yeah, that's like a, that's like little things you have to say, but let's be honest, not a fan of the guy. Hadn't been a fan of the guy. Ohio state, Cardell Jones won the national championship, Florida, you know, one of the most winningest coaches in all of college sports, right? One of the most celebrated, too, in college sports, right? At least on the surface. Um, and he's not like, he wasn't like a Nick Saban, like, winning-ass coach or a Dabo, you know. But I'm, I'm saying that, like, A, this motherfucker won a lot of games. <laughs> a lot of games. And um, honestly, honestly, he should have never been head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay, Shad Khan was like, I want to try something new. Let's go to college. Really, you thought it was a good idea? <laughs> Just go to college and pick Urban Meyer. was like, Urban Meyer is 
Sounds like a good guy. He's probably watching TV one day. Probably heard him being like a correspondent or something, you know, talking. It's like, this guy knows his shit. And I was like, that's a terrible idea. The two reasons why he left those two teams that he was head coach of is because of controversy or because he was like, I, I, I need to be with family. That's one of them guys. He's just one of those guys. Right. And and the second one, Ohio State, of course, was due to the fact that he was under pressure. Tremendous pressure to step down because basically one of his assistants was a woman beater. Okay. Beat the fuck out of his wife. Okay. Turn a blind eye to the shit. It was like, well, don't see anything. And that led to an investigation and Urban Meyer had to go. He had to fucking go. Okay. And and they were like, well, shit. I don't, I don't I don't know I don't know what to do I don't know what to do that so <laughs> hey hey he fucked up and he constantly fucks up like but he's fucked up so much I'm like why y'all why y'all surprised right and I mean you hire a strength and conditioning coach right at the beginning of the the, the season and <laughs> strength and conditioning coach. At the beginning of the season, who had a racist ass past? Okay, you you draft Travis Etienne and change the position that he was most known for, and of course he doesn't pan out. Now he's out for the season. Well, there you go. Then, then, <laughs> and then I can talk even more shit to the fact of what happened in October. Okay, so. No head coach has ever done this. And this here's the thing. He's unprecedentedly terrible, right, for the things that he's done. This is one of those things where you're like, what type of crack? All right, so <laughs> what type of meth? He was he was having pure meth baby energy. But um, here we go. So, of course, you know, Thursday night football, um, Cincinnati Bengals, you know, kind of beat the brakes. Beat the brakes! Off of these damn Jaguars, these Jaguars, cause, and um, he was like, "All right, you know, um, we losing like real bad. Let's, um, you know what? I'm just gonna stay, and I ain't gonna fly back home with the team. Not what? What in the non nigga shit? All right, so <laughs> you not gonna fly back with the t- every damn coach does that." That is a sign that you are with the team no matter what and that you are a leader. You gave up on your team in five games. That's essentially what that meant, right? He gave up on his team after five games. Hey, man. <laughs> Shit like this. Oh, 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 yeah. And as you go back, right, to Columbus and not take the plane back with your team, you go to your own restaurant because your wife's like, you've had a hard time. Go hang out. Go hang out. And you got caught on video rubbing a coochie that won't your wives. <laughs> coochie that won't your wives. And I mean, there's, two, there's like, nigga, it, it was like, it was two videos. You, you know, you had to like, you had the regular cut and you had the director's cut. The director's cut is where you saw the coochie. <laughs> the, the, where you saw the fingers on the coochie. It's like, was he rubbing on booty or was he rubbing on coochie? I think he was looking for coochie but couldn't find the hole. Damn, I'm terrible. 
I'm so terrible, bro. I'm I'm going to hell. I'm going to hell for that. But <laughs> I really think this is a bullshitty ass person. <laughs> but anyway, um, there's even more. <laughs> like we could we. Remember, remember the um. It's it shit you forget because it's so much stuff that's bad with him. So did y'all remember um the Tim Tebow situation? <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Yes, he tried to bring back Tim Tebow not as a quarterback who hadn't played in the NFL in eight years, not as a quarterback, but as a tight end, a position he never played. When I tell you he was the worst tight end I'd ever seen, I mean, <laughs> bruh, Tim Tebow just bowed out gracefully and, and, and not even gracefully. He just bowed the fuck out and was like, you know what? Cut me. Cut, cut my ass. I think that's what happened in all. He's like, you know what? Cut my ass. I can't do this. Nope. <laughs> Baseball was better than this. Fuck that. <laughs> oh, but... You know, oh man. I mean, this guy's just a comedy of errors. I I can keep going. You know, um, the kicker, right? Kicked the kicker, right? And people are like, but but it didn't even sound that. No, this motherfucker had a injured part of his body, and he forcefully kicked that shit, and was like, you motherfucker, butter fucking kick you fucking dipshit. And I was like, oh, th- th- this what he on. <laughs> Honestly, y'all fuck up the heads of the kicker when y'all do that shit. But anyway, kickers are fragile, and I don't think you should be doing that shit. But <clears throat> gets gets worse. Gets even worse. Even worse. Even worse than this. His coaches, his coaches that he hired, his assistant coaches on the team, he called them all losers. He called them all losers. And apparently, the one that was called the, the loser more specifically, I believe was Daryl Bevel, right? Hey, you know, this is how irony works. Guess who is the <laughs> interim head coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars? He goes by the name of Daryl Bevel. Ah, <laughs> I, I love kicking people while they down, but I shouldn't. I shouldn't. I, that's bad. That's bad. He he probably crying in his office right now. He 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 already cried in the car. He crying in the office now, but. <laughs> He gonna cry in the office. So, <laughs> but his thing, his thing, his thing, his thing. There is literally like a press conference with my man's, my man's Daryl Bevel, right? And they're sitting there going like, "Hey, you know that um, you might be a better interim." <laughs> Hold up, let me let me find the video because Twitter be Twitter. Here we go. I did the math, and I think you got a, a really good chance of finishing with more career wins as an interim coach than Irvin has as head coach. <laughs> Don't say anything. <laughs> Nothing. I won't say anything. All right. Um, so. <laughs> hey, man. This shit is sad for the fact that the press is laughing their asses off as they say this. Literally saying that Daryl Bevel, the, the, (laughs) that's bad. Daryl Bevel, who is the interim head coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars, 
could have more wins than Urban Meyer had as a head coach. We literally have, I think, he literally had like what? What? Two, what two and three, two and 11. Three, carry the three. <laughs> I'm fucking with y'all, bro. Literally got four, five games left, right? Four games left. And still could win more games. That's sad. And they're chuckling. They're chuckling in the office, in, in the press conference room, as, as they're talking about him. He's a laughing stock. This guy is a joke. He is considered to probably be the worst head coach in the NFL of all time. And that's not hyperbole because he was the quickest to be fired. But let's move on. So uh, I want to talk about a good coach. I want to talk about a coach that's actually changing the world, changing the landscape of HBCUs as a head coach of an HBCU, right? Not only is he the coach of an HBCU, but he's one of the greatest players of all time in the NFL. His name is Deion Sanders, okay? So let's talk about the whole Travis Hunter situation because people are like, why is this? What? Why did he do this? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I'm gonna play a clip too. Um, Dion is one of my favorite people because he had coaching in him. Okay, this is why that guy's a Hall of Famer, and this is why that guy is changing Jackson State around. So Dion Sanders' impact on Jackson State. And HBCU football at large reached a new level on Wednesday as the number one ranked recruit, Travis Hunter, signed with the Tigers. Hunter, who plays the same cornerback position at which Sanders excelled, spurned Florida State, where Sanders was a two-time consensus All-American in the wild world of college football recruiting, it was a monumental stunner of an upset for a talent of Hunter's caliber to pass on the resources and exposure available at a Power 5 program such as Florida State in favor of an HBCU. Think about this. Dion went to Florida State. He, he basically told a kid not to go to his alma mater and told him to come to where he coaches now at HBCU. That is amazing. Do you know what the, a lot of, like, it's crazy because if you talk to old NFL players, a lot of them will tell you this bullshit, right? Th this fucking mythical bullshit that, oh, man, if I go to this school, I won't get found. I won't get dot. I won't get boop, boop, de boop. Hey, man, there are players who are in the Hall of Fame in the Hall of Fame that went to HBCUs. But, you know, I also kind of sort of don't believe as much how they say, hey, you'll always get found if you're talented. That's not always the case. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it isn't, though. You know, you have, you have icons who have played at HBCUs. So, Here's something. Here's something that um, <clears throat> was, was said. Here's a quote. 
Playing for FSU is a dream that's hard to let go of, but sometimes we are called to step into a bigger future than the one we imagine for ourselves. For me, that future is at Jackson State University, Hunter wrote in a statement. Jerry Rice, Doug Williams, and of course the legend JSU's own Walter Payton. Sweetness. Historically black colleges and universities have a rich history in football. I want to be part of that history and more. I want to be part of that future. I am making this decision so that I can light the way for others to follow. Make it a little easier for the next player to recognize that HBCUs may be everything you want and more. Preach. Preach. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Hunter is ranked as the number one overall recruit in the country by Rivals.com. He played at Sun... Mm. Suwanee Georgia Collins High School <laughs> I almost fucked that up and drew scholarship offers from top programs such as Alabama Georgia and Clemson also a talented wide receiver Hunter intercepted four passes as a senior at Collins Hill and compiled 1128 receiving yards man I don't know where he gonna be but he gonna be a problem he versatile like Dion. that's crazy he had been verbally committed to the Seminoles and made an official visit to the FSU campus in September. Wednesday was the onset of the NCAA's early signing period for the high school recruits. Earlier this month, JSU, who was 11-1, defeated Prairie View A&M 27-10 for the SWAC championship, Southwestern Atlantic Conference. Or not, not Southwestern, Southwestern Athletic Conference, SWAC. Um, Sanders, former NFL analyst, NFL network analyst, you know, Coach Proud, we love Coach Proud. Here's, 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 here's like a lot of common misconceptions with that guy. Uh, Dion is not a man who is all style and no substance. He is style and substance. And that's something that's like, hey, he not he he never talked shit as a corner, right? He was not one of them corners that talked mad shit. He just did what he did. Okay? Like he was just honest. He would say was he say some real shit, but he'd also be inspirational as fuck. Like I remember watching his reality show, right? And um him coaching them kids. I was like, "Oh, he's a good coach. He's a really good coach. <laughs> he's he's a really good coach." Um but yeah, like Sanders, a former NFL analyst, completed his second season as JSU's coach in the Celebration Bowl on Saturday against South Carolina State, who I hate. <laughs> I, I hate South Carolina State. I'm an Aggie. I went to A&T. That's like a big rival. Don't really like them niggas. So <laughs> the Pro Football Hall of Famer and eight-time Pro Bowler has brought a new level of recognition to HBCU football in taking the Jackson State job, which attendance at the Jackson, Mississippi school spiking an average of 42,293. The football program made $30 million. Wow. Like, that's a $30 million economic impact. And that makes so that means so much for the university because that means they get more funding and they, they're able to do more. That is the that is the ripple effect of having 
a, a, a football program that people give a fuck about because it's good. It's good football programs that people don't give a fuck about. Right. Alabama A&M, Connell Maynard. He used to be a um, head coach at Winston-Salem State, a Division II school here in North Carolina. Nobody gave a fuck, but they saw that actually that Connell Maynard was trying to do the same thing that Deion was doing. But guess what? Deion Sanders is a household name. He was able to do more because he was a household name. This is what all everyone, everyone was trying to do. They were trying to make HBCU football much bigger then it should be because it's a ripple effect. So now you got schools that's got, you know, they're getting all the funding, they're getting the good money, you know. And it's funny, like the biggest HBCU in the nation, A&T, my alma mater, at one point was only getting $30 million a year. And this was like 30, 30 plus, 30, 30-ish, 40-ish million dollars a year. The biggest PWI in this state was getting $1 billion endowments. One billion dollars. Billion with a B, bruh. And and it's because they just don't care. Let's be honest. FCS and FBS, honestly, I think they're it, it's not always the case, but a lot of times it's a racial barrier there. HBCUs don't get the attention. And don't get the funding like PWIs do. You know, I mean, hey, that's always been the case. It will, it, it, it could start to change with what Dion is doing because there could be more coaches doing this and more attention on this. He's breaking the mold because now kids who were, and, and honestly, the outlook that a lot of kids did have that were trying to get in the NFL, you know, looked like they were like um i'm not going to hbcu i'll never get a chance that's what they think that's the common misconception with that but here's the thing here's the thing here's the thing what travis hunter just did is made everyone want to go to hbcu and play for an hbcu because they believe that what they're doing is they're having a great experience because they're a historically black college and they're black folks come on now (laughs) most of these recruits are black so, you go to HBCU, have the time of your life, great time, learn a lot, go to NFL, boom, and you went to HBCU, so you have the cultural experience of a lifetime, of of a lifetime. So, hey man, you know, um, I remember watching um, what was it? Um, I am athlete, um, and that was one of the first episodes I had ever watched of I am athlete. And I really disagree with um, a few people who um, were talking shit about HBCUs because they were professional, you know, players. Let me let me tell you something. There's so many great players that came from HBCUs. Hey, we got one in the league right now. Tariq Cohen. He's currently injured right now, but he has been the mainstay for for the Chicago Bears running back position. And he's a hybrid running back. He can catch the ball. He can he can run with the ball. He, hey man, hey man. And that dude is fast as hell. I ain't like I was sitting there watching the combine. And I was like Tariq Cohen, Tariq Cohen, Tariq Cohen. Are you bright? I was losing it. I was losing it because I was like, oh my gosh, this should happen more. This should happen more. It happens. It happens a lot, but it should happen even more. 
Because 70% of the NFL is black. So it should happen 70% of the time, honestly. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. HBCU enrollments are going to be like crazy through the roof. And that's what I want. But also, funding should be through the roof. And that's what this is going to lead to. This is why what Deion Sanders is doing is phenomenal. Funny thing here is that all of these PWIs that got passed on by Travis Hunter are mad. But they have to make up bullshit to make themselves feel better. You know, there are certain uh, entities that are blaming Dion on or blaming the reason why Travis Hunter went to Jackson State because of the name and likeness shit. Like, oh, it was a rumor about a million dollars in name and likeness. They don't really be having money like that, y'all. I'm like, y'all really don't know how HBCUs be working. <laughs> they are not going to be paying one kid more than the coach. <laughs> the coach ain't getting paid that much. Dion ain't getting paid that much. Okay? Like, this. think about that shit. And plus, like... Name and likeness, really? That's what we're doing. We're, we're, we're going to make up a rumor from an HBCU that just like just started making a little bit of money. I'm like, come on now. They ain't got no money. He's like, we ain't got no money. <laughs> Dion was like, we ain't got no money. I don't know what you're talking about. We ain't got no money. <laughs> we HBCU. We ain't got no money. <sighs> when these schools have billions of dollars in endowments, we sitting here looking at, you know, <laughs> accusing a man of oh well he wooed him because basically that speaks to what type of recruiting y'all have in college and it's it's fucking shady it's 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 fucking under the tree bush ass shit okay y'all ever watch the blind side and watch all them damn like schools like deep down in the same area mississippi state Ole miss you know because jackson jackson state is in mississippi and all them other schools are like, well, you know them niggas. All right, then keep doing that shit. Keep saying that shit, but it's not true. It's not true. Why? <laughs> Why? It makes no sense. But they just mad because they couldn't get what Dion has. The number one recruit in the country. And um, on that note, <laughs> on that note, keep making white folks mad. And as always... Thank you.